You're listening to the Stream Grace Network. Hello, and thanks for joining us on this first episode of Redux Church, this first uh, conversation. And uh, I'm here today uh, joined by Rachel. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Uh, I'm excited to talk about this. We're going to be talking about the values, right? What we value here at Redux Church. And uh, through this, just so so you guys know, um, our values are basically we're going to pursue knowing who we are and being who we are. That is a that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Uh, future episodes, we'll be talking about um, hearing God's voice, following his direction, and then also um, living life out of rest, because mm-hmm. that's important to do that. Um, and these are really our core values is why we want to talk about it, right? And so we're just going to dive right in. I want to read this scripture okay. first. We'll start with this and then, uh, then we'll go from there. So <clears throat> the scripture is, but as many, this is John 1, uh, verses 12 and 13. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Mm-hmm. Now, we have five scriptures here on, on our core value, but um, kind of starting off with this, fundamentally, what are your thoughts on this idea of, of knowing who we are? <laughs> well, <laughs> it's, to me, that's the standard of we're yeah. supposed to know who we are, but we're born in a world where we don't know who we are. Right. And so right. as you become a believer, a Christ follower, that to me is the forever journey of knowing who you are. I've said it before. I know Christ as my savior, Mm -hmm. but knowing him as my Lord and him renewing my mind. So I know who I am in Christ. Sometimes I think it's a, my journey was becoming a student of me. Mm. You know, I remember when God spoke that to my heart years ago, years ago, because I became, I became a wife and then a mom first, like within six months of each other. And then I didn't really know who I was other than a wife and a mom, but knowing who I was in Christ was a completely different journey of him teaching me about me. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, yes, being one of our fundamental beliefs as humans is to belong, right? We have to have that feeling of belonging. And one of the biggest fears of humans is rejection. Mm -hmm. And, I I won't say everybody, but I'd say a lot of people have a fear of rejection. But when we are in Christ, we are accepted into the beloved. Yeah. We abide in him and he abides in us. And a lot of times in my journey, those were just scriptures. Those were just words, black words on a white paper. Um, experiencing those and I believed him in my head, but I don't think I believed them in my heart. Right. And one of the scriptures that um, helped me get it into my heart was, having the understanding that I love God with all my heart, all my soul, all my might and all my strength. And he loves me Mm -hmm. with all of his heart, his soul, his mind and his strength. And he created me. I was with him first before I was ever here on this earth. So when my prayer in the very beginning, I remember, I remember being in the, in the trailers, living on five acres in the living room, going, God, who am I? Mm Mm-hmm. 
who am I? Teach me about me. And that started my journey. Yeah. I, you know, it's fun. I heard this literally yesterday um, as we record this. I'm sitting here thinking, this is crazy because I knew we were going to be <laughs> doing this today. But <clears throat> it was just a quick little line and I'll mess it up. But basically this idea is when you get your identity from something, mm-hmm. that beca- that is your idol. Oh, yes. Because when, so good. It really That's is. so good. And, and, it, and, and the idea, because if you think about it, if I... Um, and, and I think how it was worded is if you're afraid of losing something, then you get your identity from it. And if you get your identity from it, it's your idol. That's so because good. when you, when you process that, if you're afraid of losing your job, right. Oh, mm-hmm. you know, if you're afraid mm-hmm. of losing your spouse, mm-hmm. if you're afraid of, of losing a, like a, a hobby thing, like for me, I like to play mm-hmm. paintball, right. If I'm afraid of, I can't play paintball anymore. What? Are, I mean, think, and how many times have somebody said that? I mean, if you've watched the Marvel movies and you've mm-hmm. seen Dr. Strange, like it's it, <laughs> it right. Yep. His identity was wrapped up in the verb. Yeah. And, and we do this so much and oh, recognizing that the verb is temporal. Yes. Right. Yes. That's so good because first commandment is thou shall have no other gods before me. Yeah. And I think that word gods or idol, we get this weird picture of our head, like a, a statue or a golden statue. <laughs> right. No, it's just what you, it's what you just said. And when we get our identity wrapped up in that thing, mm-hmm. like when I first started my life and like I was a mom and a wife, that was my identity. Mm-hmm. And I did everything I could to hang on to those things. And then when those things are no longer, my kids are grown mm-hmm. and marriage is deconstructed. Who am I? Right. What am I to do? And the idol, God says there will be no other gods before me. And so we get our identity from our father, our right. earthly fathers. We get our we get from our earthly fathers, we're supposed to get identity, provision, and protection. Mm-hmm. And we don't get that a lot of times because we have brokenness. So if I don't get that from my earthly father, I get that from my heavenly father. So that's why I go to God. God, tell me who I am. Give me my identity yeah. in you. And so um, Proverbs 22, 6 says, train a child train up a child in the way they should, they should go in the amplified says according to their gifts and bits. Right. That's huge. It's huge. Well, that means, I mean, I didn't do this. I didn't dive in and say, okay, what are my kids gifts? I just trained them according to the way my mom and dad trained me mm. until realize, okay, that's not necessarily working. Right. And it really wasn't until I had Jared because mm-hmm. I had a, Danielle. Yeah, you only have one framework until yeah, you have a second child. Exactly. Right. And I had Danielle. Seven years later, I had Jared. Girl, boy, completely opposite personalities. And mm-hmm. I remember with Jared going, God, teach me. Because the standards in our house was the same. But the way we were applying them wasn't working. Mm-hmm. And so I had to learn Jared. I had to learn his bents, his giftings, the way he communicated. And if I didn't know that about myself, right. God had to teach me, how do I learn? How do I communicate how how do i why do i think this way mm-hmm. why do i like these things why do i have these desires and allow him begin to show me who i am in mm-hmm. him and then <clears throat> i think sometimes people get caught up in the uh in him to me that's just the fruit of the spirit mm. you know take my personality my likes god who i am and and then accepting myself mm-hmm. and then that's all flushed out through the fruit yeah. of the spirit. Well, it's like design. You know, I think there's two parts to this, right? The The first part is what is our intrinsic fundamental value and in, in our identity, like who yeah. we are, who, who you and I are both are. Right. Right. 
But then there's also who we are as individuals. And that's the design part. It's like today um, I I left the house and it's an icy day and I switched cars because one is not designed for this type of of weather and the other one is. Mm -hmm. And so you utilize that. Mm -hmm. And I think that I I was talking uh, yesterday with Wayne, he'll be on the next session Mm -hmm. here. Um, and, and what came out of the conversation, you know, I'm a cinnamon to go talk about the verbing mm-hmm. and, and how, you know, and, and just kind of to, to clarify what that means when I say that, um, people say I'm a dancer. Yeah. Well, you're a dancer, but are you a dancer if you're not dancing? <laughs> like in, in real life, you may be a dancer by trade or something, right. but, but the reality is you're not a dancer unless you're dancing. You're right. not a football player unless you're playing football right. or so on and so forth. And, and what it was interesting in that conversation, and, and I'm sure this is flawed logic, but it works for me, um, that, <laughs> that even parenting, you can father mm-hmm. and you can mother, but, but I don't know how you kid, how so you good. son or how you daughter. Mm-hmm. So being a son and daughter is a state of being. It just is what right. it is. But being a parent is still temporal, mm-hmm. but you are never not a child right. to your parent. Right. But- a parent isn't always your parent. I mean, they're always your parent, yes, you know what I'm right, saying? But yes. like, you know, obviously. We are, we're empty nesters. I almost, right. well. I'm quasi. Qua- yeah. <laughs> I try, you were and then you were. Yeah. I never actually got the sweet spot. That's the. Okay. But think about this. Think about this. Even in parenting, how yeah. our identity has changed. Oh, yeah. The closer sure. I got to love God, mm-hmm. the closer I got, because God is love, you know, first John. The closer I got to love the more it changed me as I parented. Sure. And so the first child, yeah. bless their ever-loving hearts, yeah. <laughs> you know, because, I mean, I was 16. It's lab work. It is. <laughs> the first child is a science experiment. It's so much grace. The second one, you think you got it figured out. And the third one, you know, you don't have figured out. So you just do it, whatever comes, right? That's right. It's <laughs> like, we'll see if this works. You know, the, the first one, it is like lab work. It's like, I'm just, I'm, I, I'm going into this on the model I had, right? mom and dad or didn't have Mm -hmm. mom and dad. And then there's so much grace and then there's the learning process. But the closer I got to God, the more he began to change me. He began to change my thinking. He began to change my temperament. Um, Really, I say change, but ultimately heal. Sure. Heal my soul. Soul care and him began to heal my soul. And out of that became more, came more the fruit of the spirit, Mm -hmm. became more love, more peace. More patience, more kindness, more goodness, gentleness, faith, faithful, faithfulness, yeah. humility, and self-control. Versus when you step into that journey of becoming a young mom or a young wife or a young husband or a young dad, there's a lot of um, selfishness and resentment, and maybe bitterness and hurts and wounds that I don't know that are in there. Right. That. You discover. You discover, yeah, through pressures and situations. And if your child's colicky or if you and your spouse get in an argument or there's loneliness. Um, But the more I'm in these roles and I'm leaning into God and recognizing that I I call gray matter all those things, the hurts, the bitterness, the the traumas, the toxicity, Mm -hmm. the unhealed emotions. I'm recognizing I have those, but I'm leaning into God all the while being a parent or a wife or a woman, there's so much grace in that transition of mm-hmm. him renewing who I am. So 
I'm not going to get it right. I'm not going to get it 100% every time, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to get better the next time. Sure. And I'm going to get better the next time. And it's not even like I'm intentionally trying to get better. I'm just. You just are. I just am. Because I'm resting. Right. You're becoming (laughs) more as your design. And and I think. So so our goal here, the reason this is a core value for us Mm -hmm. is that. I think this is the launching, you know, the second value is to hear God's voice. Oh, man. If you don't know who you are, you can't trust that you're hearing his right, voice, right? right? So it's so key right. that we get this. And and so there's, I think there's two levels we have to address it. Just, you know, as we're already talking about the the targeting, the specifics, mm-hmm. and I want to dive more into mm-hmm. that first, okay. but, but I'm going to kind of tease what we're going to talk about near the end of this episode. Um, and that is who we are fundamentally, intrinsically, our core identity mm-hmm. and that and we'll, we'll get to that in genesis but it's the it's the child of god right yes. it's the it's the foundational when we understand that and not in the trite meaningless way mm-hmm. and and just to be real with people right if you've been in church you're like yeah i'm a child of god amen i'm in the lord's army right you're not living like that Mm-mm. because if you're living like that you wouldn't be caught up in in any kind of Gosh. thing in yourself where you are devaluing yourself yep if you feel less than you don't know who you are right right and so we got to get to that right. point. Right. and for our listeners our viewers for me and you're like okay i want to know that this simple prayer god who am i mm. teach me who i am tell me who i am and then the rest is up to him and that because that's a heartfelt prayer mm-hmm. because I see so many, mostly women that are in my chair that feel like they're just drowning. They're in a lot of them are in their 40s, mm-hmm. 50s, not all of them. Some of them hit this, but it's like, I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I am drowning and it's like your soul goes, I'm done. I can't yeah. hold this anymore. And all this weird stuff comes out It's because your true self is pushing itself to the surface Mm -hmm. it will come out i mean you're real but it's got to go through all that that stuff and holy spirit has a way of putting his finger on certain things and it's going to get messy but he knows how to clean up the mess it's Mm -hmm. like um it's like uh uh, i can cut myself difference between a wreck and there's trauma and blood and a surgical table Mm -hmm. where there's controlled trauma and blood sure you know we're over here mm-hmm. life makes us like a wreck mm-hmm. and there's blood and trauma and we're left to pick up the pieces and come away limping but with holy spirit when i lean into that teach me who i am there's going to be controlled deconstructing mm-hmm. and some blood and some bruising but it's for your why good. do you believe who you are why do you believe why does rachel believe who you are oh that well i mean I can give the spiritual answers. I know Christ, no, I don't, but <laughs> yeah, I want to know. The there real were reason. things in me when I flat, when I go back to the Rachel that was in that trailer 20, 31 years ago. Now I always knew there was more in me. I always knew there were parts of me that were asleep. Now I wouldn't have had that sentence then. I just mm-hmm. kept feeling like oh, there's just more to life. But at that time I thought, Write the vision, make a plan, go for it. Mm-hmm. But it just seemed so um, counterfeit. Sure. Just kind of seemed like, now I picked up good things along the way, but I always knew in the deep recesses of me that there just was more. I was just hungry for more. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, and I and I knew, I knew what, you know, people would say back then, you know, she's bossy or she is assertive or she's, um, 
um, uh, sassy. You know, I spoke my mind. But I kept thinking, but I'm not a mean girl. I'm not a, I'm not bossy. I'm not headstrong. So what's, what's, what's the picture? What's the mirror foggy for? And, but I did the, the main thread that stayed in my life was I, God was always in my crosshairs. He was always in my crosshairs. Now, religion got mixed up into a big chunk of that. Mm -hmm. But at the core belief of me, I did, I've said this in podcasts, I watched my mom and dad um, fail in life, um, get pissed off in life. But ultimately, they prayed. Right. God was at the core of who they am. So I always knew he was the anchor. Yeah. He was the answer. I just never know how it would manifest for me. And... Obviously, there was a lot of de controlled trauma surgery that took place. So, um, and and I'm I feel like I'm kind of at that space to where I'm I'm I am me. You know, I'm mm -hmm. um, more like him. But it was a, it was a journey, and I could give you story after story after story of, yeah. of and honestly probably in the last five or six, seven years, it was getting a word from God for the year. Oh, so talking to him? Yeah. Like, that? like, like, like talking to him and <laughs> letting him talk to you and talking to him, him. Yeah. Not just getting up with my candle and my coffee and my Bible and right. have a quick, like that. I have a quick question for you. Um, which one of your kids do you love the most? <laughs> I love them all the most. I love, oh. I love them all the most. Really? Mm -hmm. now, Danielle's my favorite 30 can I, year old. Can I, <laughs> I, I said to my youngest too, you're my favorite 11 year old. I do. You're so, my favorite 18 year old. So let me ask you this question. Mm -hmm. You are a sibling. Mm -hmm. Which one of your, which one of you do your parents love the most? Now, obviously you know the answer to that question, but what sibling <laughs> doesn't default right. to my parents either love that one more yes. or love me more. We default to this, right? Mm -hmm. As a parent, what mm -hmm. do you know? You know that mm -hmm. that's not true. Right. Right? This is exactly where we mess up our identity with God because so we look at another human, yes. another mm -hmm. brother mm -hmm. who is doing great mm -hmm. things and mm -hmm. God's so proud of him. Mm -hmm. My father, God's so proud of him. Well, my brother, he's a pastor and he does this. It's no different than my brother's a surgeon and dad likes him more. That is not, not a real thing. No. Mm -mm. And so we, we have to learn to apply this mm -hmm. reality. And as you become a parent, it makes sense. If you're not a parent, if you're listening to this, you're not a parent. I'm sorry. Good luck. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's real. It's the truth. Yeah, it's real. It, yeah. Our, our, our father in heaven does not love anyone more, just mm -hmm. like our parents, our actual right. earthly parents. But I can don't. remember thinking that. Of I course I can remember looking at... Um, a mentor from afar and go, God, why does God love her? Why does all her prayers seem to get answered? Right. And mine aren't. And it you was can apply that to everything, everything. right? You can right. say mm -hmm. that. Why does dad buy her this and not me? Right. Why does dad? I mean, dude, it's, yep. it's the, it's the perfect. But the scriptures analogy. also say, don't compare yourself to one another. Right. But our default toxic brain Right. does that because because our inner conversation is i'm not good enough i'm a disappointment i am not this i'm not that our inner voice mm -hmm. and that was a i don't know where i think it was a joyce myers message that 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 got me because yeah. i didn't really realize i had an inner voice because i was born with it apparently some people don't my Lori and i have been talking about this for a while she's like do you have an inner dialogue i'm like or monologue i'm like 
I don't. You mean do I talk to myself in my brain? No, but I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here's a small. Yeah, <laughs> I think. here's a small example of the inner voice. When I, um, I've always had a lifestyle of fitness. You know, mm-hmm. working out and not working out and working out and not working out and trying different things. When I go a season of working out, that little voice doesn't talk to me. Mm. But if I hit a slump where I don't work out, that little voice, mm-hmm. you should have worked out today. Mm. You should have re- done this. And it's like, shut up. The only way I can get to shut up is go work out, go take care of me. So that's a small oversimplified you know what's example. ironic about that? What? I started getting back on the elliptical again mm-hmm. because that's when I, I processed through all the ideas. That's when God really talked to me. Me too. And I literally yep. said, I, I need to get back on the elliptical because I want to spend time with God. Yes. <laughs> Not lose weight. But, there, but there's a chemical, <laughs> I think funny. there's a chemical thing that's a, that is released in that because I'll, I hear God very, very clearly when I run. Mm. And I think a lot of it has to do with it clears your mind, it clears your head. You get oxygen from your diaphragm to your brain, your thinking, your creative brain as a whole other thing. But but that's why God created us in his image because we have to move and breathe and anyway. But um, I think a lot of the pull for me knowing who I was, it came from just I'm not happy with myself and that's not God's will for me. Mm-hmm. He created me. He loves me and is old. I think it came out in the nineties. God doesn't create junk, oh. you know, it's in, but I'm he like, does create cracked pots or something like that. Wasn't that a book? <laughs> cracked uh, pots. Yes. I don't know. Yeah. The potter, potter's wheel. Right. And all yeah. <laughs> but um, Good but, stuff. Uh, but understanding if God loves me, why don't I, right. Don't I love me. Uh, we're to love God and love others as we love ourselves. Mm-hmm. And to me, that scripture I always say I'm going to dive in and figure out why it's crafted that way because the end of that sentence is probably one of the most important parts. Yeah. We get stuck on loving others. Yeah, Churches I use think it to we love do others love other people like ourselves. We do. Often, and we do. Because we don't love ourselves. Yes. That was said to me in a counseling office and it was said, you know, he's loving you the way he loves himself. And I was like, ouch. Mm-hmm. That hurts. Yeah. There's and another passage. You know, there's another passage where he, said, where he says the two commands again and says, love one another as I've loved you. Oh. So, oh. If I'm not mistaken. I could be we wrong. We need to find that one. I just remember when I was reading through scriptures, like, wait, I read this before, but this is different. Right. <laughs> so I'll find it. I'll find but it. a good measuring stick is to see how am I treating others, like really treating others. Yeah. Like I could be nice to you, but really telling you off in my head. Exactly. Mm-hmm. What's, what's, what's see, going on in my head. And this is the thing, man. So we are destroying this concept of the people around you telling you you're good mm-hmm. or bad, mm-hmm. right? I mean, the church is really good at telling you how bad you are. The world's really good about telling how good you are. And you're the only one who actually knows, knows the, truth. the truth. Yeah. And so it doesn't really matter. Right about what anybody says when someone comes up to me and asks hey you know is this is this a sin why are you asking me yeah i mean i can tell you scripturally but if you're asking me you already have some issue with it you're mm-hmm. being convicted there's no reason Figure to ask me out. otherwise yeah. and God. then right and mm-hmm. then what if i'm wrong exactly what if i tell you right. no and i'm wrong uh-huh. exactly <laughs> it's going to be destructive for well, you and it's you know that, it's that scripture that paul says why do i do the things i don't do and right. I do don't do the things I know I should do. Uh, I didn't say do do because everybody gets all weird on that. And part. then you just said <laughs> I it. I did. Exactly. I did because my my inner talk went do do and I anyway. Oh jeez. But it's the truth. Why do I say the things I don't want to say mm-hmm. to you? You know, or why do I say the things I should know I should say to you, but I don't believe them in my head? Right. It's because my inner core self is really who I am, and I think. A lot of the times, 
in church, we talked about spirit and body, spirit and body, spirit and body, soul and our spirit and flesh. Mm -hmm. It's the soul of mm -hmm. who I am. Who am I in my soul? Because if I come for, if I get my soul healthy, then my body's going to manifest health. Yeah. And that's a whole other podcast. But my spirit is is connected to God. It's it's helping me. It's feeding me. Yeah. But my soul is where all that trauma is that's giving me that inner talk. Mm -hmm. And we want to blame the devil. It's all the devil. It's all the devil. He's on attack. Oh, uh, okay, I get that. I get that. But you're probably self-attacking yourself. Yeah. Your 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 soul is is it needs just some help. Yeah. And it need you need to deal with why do I think um, I'm just an idiot? Where did I get that thought? And that's the process God began to take me down. Like mm -hmm. one of the core things I had to overcome was you're not a good reader. You're not a good reader. I was always in um, reading labs. I was always in the LD class or Adam and I joke. I He was always in the red reading group, the really good one. And I was in the <laughs> green one, you know, and, and like you're not, I can look around the room and go figure out why I'm in the green reading group, you right. know, and um Sally's eating clay. Yeah, with the ones that next don't. To you, yeah. yeah, you know they're eating glue off their hand. That's hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Right? Okay, they're in the green clay reading group. Clay is weird. <laughs> glue totally makes sense. Hello. Um, I, I was I got that because of the labels that were put on me, mm -hmm. and so as I get older. And now I'm in hair school and I end up dropping out of high school. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can give you story after story after story that supported that lie that I was not a good reader or I couldn't comprehend mm -hmm. all through elementary through high school, um, packed with stories. And then when I had to go to work in the, in the corporate just to make ends meet where God kind of started cracking that lie open. And then I went to hair school and I didn't have a GED or a high school diploma. So I had to go to a reading lab mm -hmm. and I was like, Oh great. Here we go again. Now I'm 21 years old and this lie is going to manifest. I pushed it down. I pushed it away because statistics say once you graduate from high school, 18% of people really ever read a book. Mm -hmm. So I was falling into that statistic. <clears throat> and, um, so I get into hair school and I go to reading lab and, I'm like hating it, mm -hmm. you know, and they figure out that I'm not dyslexic. I'm what's called scotopic. And so we kind of, with that, we don't, we won't take time to get into that. But what it did for me is it began to break that lie apart even more mm -hmm. to where I go, I can't, I can't comprehend. I can read. And basically what scotopic is, is 90% of, well, every, almost every book we read is white paper, black letters my eyes focused on the black on the white paper mm. not the black letters so i skipped lines or i reread words or it looked like i couldn't s say a word gotcha. and yeah. so these these lies these fundamental lies begin to build up in me because mm. you know in the 70s and 80s that's just what we right. and for fluorescence were worse or right. horrible so lie is the problem here right? the lie is the problem so what is truth truth is this but as many as received him, mm -hmm. okay, who qualifies? As many he as received, received him. him. Mm -hmm. To them, he gave the right to become children of God. So we have a right to be a child of God. That means we are a child of God if right. we receive him. Right. And to those who believe in his name, we were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, mm -hmm. nor of the um, will of man, but, but of God, God, right? But of, of God. God. So God brought us into right. the fold. So, 
So to zero in on this first fundamental truth that everyone needs to understand and take, I don't care what you think about yourself. My kids cannot say, they can't re-identify themselves in a physical way as being something different. They right. are the DNA of me and Lori. They mm -hmm. are. So they, they don't have a choice in right. this. And this is another thing, another core value. People have to understand, not a core value, but a core truth. You don't get to determine your identity. Mm -mm. You your identity is is you is. discover your identity right. you don't determine it, um, and so the reality is we are a child of God. So this is the broad stroke, and we've only got about ten minutes left. And I want to dive into or maybe more now. I don't know. We can go as long as we want. I guess <laughs> hey, um, we are not confined by anything. But but we take that core thing. So I want to come back now to this because mm -hmm. we talked about um, the different kids, right? We have yeah. we each have three different yeah. kids, and three kids and our kids are different. <laughs> they are all different. All kids. six We have are six different. different kids. But, um, and so one of the things I, I talk about a lot with my, my two older boys, because they were born a year apart and they fundamentally grew up in the same environment. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I mean, they were in the same like size. Twins, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yet they're radically different. D yes. And of course you know them. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things we realized, you know, while they're all my kids, mm -hmm. but they are different and they have different roles, goals, purposes, mm -hmm. all of those things. Bents, yes. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. Aim, you know, raise up a child. There's another uh, scripture that talks about having kids and they, it, it refers to them as a quiver full of arrows. Yes. Point them. And you, right. You mm -hmm. aim them. Aim them. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that's so important when I think, think about that passage, I, I used to think about how there are different arrows for different purposes. Now, my first thought went mm -hmm. to Rambo because he had the cool grenade exploding arrows. I would but, go to Pocahontas. <laughs> logically. Okay. So, but, but when I look at my son, Gabe, who's a part of what we're doing here mm -hmm. at Redux Church, um, when I look at him, he's, I aimed him in a way. Yes. And how did I aim him? Not according to where I wanted to shoot it. Shoot him or mm -hmm. <laughs> now I just gonna wear not according to the direction I wanted to point him, but the direction he needed to go. Yes. The same thing with my middle son, Noah. I would have never he is in the Air Force. Gabe wouldn't have made it off the bus <laughs> at training camp, at boot camp. He wouldn't have made it. He'd have been like, I'm out. I'm yeah, go. This is stupid. Noah, yeah. on the other hand, is very cut out for yes. it. Yes. And so we aimed him down a, down a path that works for him. Gabe is designed to do it. He's a lot more like me. He right. needs to do stuff. He gets yeah. bored. He, he wants people. to, he needs, he needs people. He needs to do yeah. different things. Noah is not like that. Mm -hmm. Noah's like routine. I want to do the same thing every day for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. And happy. And, and, he'll and be, I only need right. quality. Exactly. And so Jacob, we're still discovering he's a hybrid of, of those two, mm -hmm. but really he's not a hybrid of those two. He's, he's himself, right? With laces of his brothers and of course and yeah. yes yes and so i know that your kids are the same exact way mm -hmm. and it's not just about so i bring up the age differences because your first two are seven years apart my mm -hmm. first two are a year apart but the the end result's still the same yes mm -hmm. because kids are different in right. that same way god has created each one of right. us different and and he's directing us right. that's the hearing right. god part yeah and i think so what you just described as a father you gave them their identity you looked at them your heart's connected to god you looked at them you didn't live vicariously through them although there's those temptations probably more yeah. with gabe because he is maybe wired a little bit with you and, and we don't get it right every time but but what about the people who are our age and they're like i didn't get that 
Yeah. I ended up over here in this career, but I felt like I was supposed to be in that. And I think that's kind of what was pulling me to know God because I I was raised in an era where it's don't do this, don't do that, don't drink, don't smoke, don't have sex, don't do drugs, you know, the all the don'ts. Sure. And so my vision and my bents and my giftings get poured pointed, arrowed, aimed towards the don'ts. Mm-hmm. What am I going to do? The don'ts. Going to do the don'ts. Right. I wanted to be a air, airline attendant. Mm. I wanted to be, a, it was called stewardess back then. That was never, and I would have been really good at it. It fits my giftings. It fits my bents. It fits my personality. That was never in my crosshairs. Mm-hmm. It was don't do this so you can get there, but don't do this so you can get there. Don't mm-hmm. do this so you can. And the whole time I'm going, okay. Right. So, sure. so what do you do when you're that way, when that happens and then it, your life doesn't turn out the way well, you thought. So you still yeah. go to God and you go, okay, I still know there's more in time is nothing to fall right. to our father. But here's the thing about what you're saying, which I love this because that thing doesn't matter anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're on Earth. Right. We're on Earth for an instant of time. The right. rest is eternity. Now, there may be hairdressers in heaven. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I don't know what... I don't know. I'm not right. there and I haven't been there. But you know what I do know is that that's all peripheral. You're right. Right? right. And so what do you find within that? You know, I, how many young people have I talked to who are like, I got to make an impact in this world yeah. and figure out their job. And I'm like, my wife's a documentation specialist for an aircraft escrow and title company. Cause you know, everyone knows what, what that is. Book? Exactly. <laughs> I promise you in ninth grade, she didn't say, boy, I can't wait to be a documentation right. specialist. Right. <laughs> right. But you know. you know what I can say is the reason why I wanted to be a flight attendant is cause I want to, I wanted to it's travel the, the world and serve people. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. That's why it's, I wanted to do it. And that's mm-hmm. where God starts. Right aiming you yes yes right yes so you don't so have was, to do that and as a flight you have to do what you were going to do as right, a flight attendant. Right. that makes sense and, yeah and and even though my life looked like it was didn't it did not start out i'm sure the way god intended it when it whichever but i still got to travel the world and serve people mm-hmm. although there was just this bunch of other stuff mixed up in it mm-hmm. and so now i'm coming up out of that that has never left me yeah that has never left me traveling the world not so much anymore but serving people and and the pastor heart in me even though i was a pastor for 29 years is so much more it's so much larger in me now mm-hmm. than it was then because i have still leaned into him and he still changed me and he still renewed me and he still i'm still trying to get the fruit of the spirit radiating out of my life even all through the minutia, that was always in, I just want to be the best version of me who God has created me to be. And then, and even when you're dealt with the stuff in life Mm -hmm. and the yuck and stuff, I'm still going to go through it. The best version I can be in that time. And it's still going to be janky and it's still going to be messy, but God is going to get me there. Mm -hmm. He's going to pull us through one way or the other. And I promise you, I made I didn't like the journey the whole time, but I learned to love the process. I learned to love what was on the other side. Right. And so but the goal is the craving, the craving to know who I am, not who my mom said I was, not who my dad said I was, not who this this world said I was, not who my career said I was, not who my coach, my teacher, not even who my kids say I should be. Mm-hmm. But God who am I? And it is confusing for a lot of people when you start that trend, when God really takes you through 
I think the transition starts a lot in the in a little in a lot in the little bits of our right. heart, and like a seed. You know, we, that's an awesome metaphor. It will it'll be timeless. But then when the big picture starts changing, mm-hmm. you'll have people that'll cheer you on, and you'll have people that'll go. What are you doing? And both are irrelevant. And both are completely irrelevant yeah. because they both, what all that matters is I am living. Right. I am, I know who I am. Well, it's like uh, in Genesis, I'll take this scripture real quick. Genesis. That's a good one. So God created man in his own image. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> in the yes. image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Them. So, so that's the fundamental, yep. right? God created man, not male. Right. Human in his image. Right. That little portion right okay god who am i period right yes period. in your image he made us like him tell me mm-hmm. who i am right i don't want to compare right you tell me who i am and then this one in ephesians um i know somebody mm-hmm. who says ephesians and i like when mm. they say that but anyway ephesians two ten. for we are his workmanship created in christ jesus for good works which god prepared beforehand that we should walk in them he prepared mm-hmm. them before mm-hmm. we were in existence mm-hmm. right so it goes back and it speaks to our design yep. and and i you know as all of this unfolds a couple things i want to say to people uh the first thing is this isn't an overnight thing for most people, no, it, right? Mm-mm. It's not an overnight. No. For I, I'm kind of wired in a weird way. When I when I recognize truth, it's almost like a switch is flipped. So for me, paradigms shift pretty darn quick, right? right? I understand that. But for the majority of people that I've ever known, mm-hmm. that's not the case. Right. And so you have to break these old ways of thinking, yeah. these old habits. Mm-hmm. And so- they're, Sacred thoughts. Yes. And this is where it's important to have people in your life. So you mentioned you went through coaches, mentors, parents. You went through this big list, right? Those, there's nothing, those great, those, that's the support system. They're important, they're right. valuable, mm-hmm. right? Their primary role should be helping you hear God. And when I say helping you hear God, helping you know that you already hear God. That's so We're designed good. Say that sentence again. helping you know that you already hear God. Oh my God, that's so good. We are designed to do it. It's not a learned skill. You don't have to put effort into it. And this is my opinion, okay? Pastors out there, you can crucify I'm me gonna on, support online. It. But, but the reality is this, we already hear God. Yes. It's understanding that we hear him. It's yes. believing what you hear. Yes. You know how hard it is to believe that I'm, I'm designed by God for good purposes, <laughs> right? I mean, that's hard for people to yeah. hear. And But that's the first thing. Here's how you learn, because scripture teaches, I don't have this one pulled up, but in John 10, he says, my sheep hear my, my voice. voice. My sheep hear my, my voice mm-hmm. and they know me, right? Mm-hmm. The first thing to understand you're hearing God's voice so is to believe the truth yeah. that you've already laid out. Yes. I am his workmanship. And when you receive <laughs> that and believe that, you've just heard him. Yes. And it goes back to what I said. You were in heaven before you were even here. Right. You spent more time yeah. in heaven with him than you did here. And you know his voice because you were with him. So when he decided on your birthday to bring you here, he didn't cut the lines of communication off. Right. He, you've been hearing him. He made him a super highway to get to him. Yes. <laughs> right. it's a, it was a portal to get to earth, from heaven yeah. to earth. The deck is stacked against us for us. That makes yes. sense. We yeah. can, you know. But if yeah. you, but John 10, my sheep know my voice and the voice of a stranger, they will not follow. Right. And all, but so we get here, we know God's voice, but we're babies. Sure. We're babies. I do believe, I believe children can hear God quicker, better, faster, stronger than anything else. And they can see in the supernatural clearer mm-hmm. than we can. 
but we we he he go back to that Ephesians scripture. The Ephesians, yeah, mm-hmm. there it is. For we his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand. Yes. Why we were there, he prepared the way that we, who we are supposed to be and how he wanted us to manifest on this earth. The problem is we get here and it's it's <laughs> sin-filled world. Right. We're here and you're like, whoa. <laughs> Why did you bring me here? It's like waking Take up in back. traffic. Yeah. <laughs> yes. like, what just yes. happened here? But n- knowing I can hear God's voice. And I say that it's sentence again. You already hear God's you voice. Hear him. You just, it's just been taken down to a whisper. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's training people to go, no, you, he, you do hear him. You've just lost. It's just gotten muffled. Yeah. John, John mm-hmm. Yule's going to be doing stuff with us uh, here on the, on the uh, uh, Redux church um, conversations. And he did a series not long ago called frequency. And, and I loved his analogy mm-hmm. because he had a, just an old school radio that used, uh, crystals yes. for tuning. Mm-hmm. And that was the kind of his, his analogy and all this is that God's always broadcasting. You just tune in, yeah. right? You've got to get to that frequency. And so, you know, one of the, the things that I'm excited about, we're partnered with a couple organizations, I think help with this kind of thing. 3E coaching is what came to mind right now with uh, Danelle Rush. Yes. She she is, and, and here's why I love what she does, because she is not going to tell you anything about you. Mm-hmm. She's going to get you to tell you everything Hang you need up, to know yes. about you. Mm-hmm. So in establishing your identity, and, and for her, it's not just about, I mean, um, it's called 3E coaching, but it is truly unlocking. When you get your core, when you know yeah, what you love right. and what you want, right. Man, it becomes easy. Right. But we got to figure that out. One of the activations that I'll take people through sometimes is I, I love it around a family table or when you have people around the table is like go everybody go through and tell Jeremy three things you love about them mm. about him. Oh. And I know it's, oh. it's the best activation, activation ever. I've done it with my kids for uh, forever. But what that does. So you're you're the person that's on the spotlight and mm-hmm. we're saying three things we love about you. And I've done this with people who I've known for 20 years and then people who've been at the table. They just met that night. Mm. It is fan freaking tastic to watch what God does. And at the end of that activation, I'll say to the person, how did that feel? Mm. Because they're crying or they're moved. That's hearing God's one. We're hearing God's voice for you. Mm -hmm. And two, you're hearing words that you've probably never heard because your inner voice has hit them out of the park. And we don't allow ourselves to say things like that to ourselves. Mm -hmm. So I love Danielle's work. I love that because for me to say nice things about me or to unlock me found feels so counterproductive to what the world I used to tell people you can compliment yourself Mm -hmm. the the biggest thing you can see in a woman is when you say those are are really pretty guys are really pretty and they go oh one of the activations I'll say is your assignment is to just say thank Thank you you." yeah thank you I had to learn that a long time ago on stage because I know I knew the truth when I do worship that I I apart from God doing work through me Mm, yeah I really wasn't all that that good at what I do from a talent standpoint. But um, but when you release and you let him use you, things are miraculous, right? Yeah. Well, um, bottom line is through all of this, we're not going to be able to, man, I want to talk for hours. but Because that's the subject that we'll keep circling and, and, back. Because it's and a we core will. value. Mm-hmm. We, we will. I just want to encourage you guys. Thank you so much for joining us uh, for our first conversation here at Redux Church. Um, Next episode is with Wayne. Um, We're going to be talking about 
how we be who we are <laughs> and diving more into that. Uh, also, just a couple things. If you want to connect with us at any level, as far as like talk more about things we talked about today, you can check us out. You can go to, to redux.church online and hit the contact page. Also, the best thing you do, if you want to support what we're doing here, there's a couple ways you can do that. Share this content. If it's helping you, it's going to help somebody else. So share this content and don't just do it all willy nilly. Send a note with it and say, hey, this is really great or whatever. Or this is stupid. In fact, if you think it's stupid, share it anyway. Uh, but the other thing is join the community. Be a part of the conversation. Reach out to us. Connect with us. None of this works if you're not actually connecting with us. So do that. And then, of course, we are a nonprofit. If you want to contribute financially, then uh, we can do more, uh, period. And uh, so anyway, thank you guys so much. God bless you. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. We'll see you next time. <laughs>